during the pandemic, I have not been able to do any teaching. <laughs> uh, most of my teaching these days is uh, in care facilities. Uh, I have transitioned from senior pastor to care pastor. Uh, but I still feel young. I don't feel like retiring. <laughs> and so they let me, they let me do what I, what I enjoy doing. So in this pandemic, I have begun putting into writing uh, my thoughts about healing. I call it God's uh, health care plan. Uh, when you use the word health care, it can be controversial, but when our government uses the term health care, all they're talking about insurance. And so I'm not talking about insurance. <laughs> God has a health care plan in the Bible. And so one of my passions of life, my passion in life has been to study God's health care plan from the Bible. And so I've been putting that, those words into writing during this pandemic. Uh, I've got the first half of the book. Uh, I divide it into two sections. The first section is God's health care plan to prevent illness. And I've got a rough draft of that. But I kind of got stuck, and I haven't written the second half, which is God's health care plan for the redemption of sickness after you get sick. And uh, when Daniel asked and Rachel asked if I would uh, be a guest, they couldn't find somebody, so <laughs> I was eager, you know, uh, I'm a starved preacher, uh, eager to preach. <laughs> and I said yes without uh, reservation. But preparing this message has inspired me to conclude the last half and uh, uh, God's uh, redemptive plan and uh, when I was working on that there were four concepts that I practice in my life in praying for myself when I'm sick and uh, and praying for others and so I asked the Lord for a scripture and the Lord gave me James 5 13 to 16 as the scriptural text and I hope you brought your Bibles uh, I've always said, if you don't come to church with a Bible, you haven't come fully dressed. This is the sword of the Spirit, if you got it on your phone. And I'd love for you to turn to uh, James chapter 5, reading verses 13 to 16. And before I read it, I want to say, uh, I'm not an expert. I'm not a know-it-all. Nobody is. I'm only an expert in this term. Uh, this is a definition I heard of an expert a long time ago. An X is an unknown quantity, and a spurt is a drip under pressure. So that's the only way I'm an expert to some of you. I'm unknown, and I'm a drip under pressure. Uh, but what I want to say is uh, I'm on a journey. Uh, I've had trouble writing books because it's never finished. I like to write, but it's never finished. And so... What I'm going to ask you to help me is, if I say anything today that is confusing to you, would you write it down? Because uh, if, if, uh, the way I preach, sometimes I can skip a thought or two, <laughs> and uh, I can, I can uh, cause you questions. So if you have questions, write them down on a piece of paper and just leave them on the altar or give them to somebody. Or if you have suggestions on, on things that you've learned from God's Word, uh, that's, that will help me. But my prayer is, 
And I'm going to pray it right now. Lord, as we open your word, we want to declare your word clearly and concisely. And Lord, I pray that this preacher will, will say what you want him to say and rightly divide the word of truth. And Lord, help each one who hears to hear what the Holy Spirit wants them to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm reading from James chapter 5, verse 13, and I read from the New King James translation. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, as you read this, uh, the opening verse talks about there, there's three seasons of life that we all go th through. We go through adversity, we go through prosperity, and we go through sickness. Those three words uh, are in the verses 13 and 14. Uh, sometimes we go through hard times, and it's not sickness. Uh, even in the case of Job, Job is a classic example in Scripture. Affliction is a God testing us. And what, why does God test us? God doesn't test us to teach us anything. God tests us to try our heart and to see what we do know. And so God allows tests. So when you're going through a test, and it could be financial, it could be physical, it could be relationships. Uh, pray. Talk to God about it. God, what's going on? Keep that communication going with him. Uh, then he says, if you're cheerful, things are going good. Uh, sing. Worship. We should be worshiping all the time. Don't stop worshiping. It's in worship that we enter into his presence and he gets into us. The spirit fills us as we give thanksgiving and as we praise. And then he says, when you're sick... Call for the elders of the church to pray. My father, who is my number one mentor in life, along with my mother, said that, and he, uh, he was pastoring in Anaconda when I went to junior high and high school, and that's where I grew up with Dwayne Lannis <laughs> over there. And uh, then he ended his pastoring years here in Butte. But uh, I interviewed my dad many times in late life, and uh, I've journaled his life, never printed it, but I've got a copy of their life in ministry. But this is one of the things he told me on healing. He said, you know, as a Pentecostal preacher, he was second generation Pentecostal preacher. He said, when health insurance started to come in, people stopped calling as much for prayer become more dependent upon medical science. Now, I believe in medical science, but we need to call upon the great physician first. 
And it's not an either or. Some people go to the extreme, no medical science. No, we need both. God works through both. And God had to work me, me on that uh, because I was too proud in my life to go to a, a medical doctor at one point. And God had to humble me. So uh, the prayer of faith is what we really want to talk about. We call for the elders, others of faith. But the key word and the theme of this message is the what is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. And then we're also going to look at the phrase, the, effectual, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This is a definition that I have written for currently, I may change it, for the, this is my definition of the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is a dynamic relationship with the Almighty God. The prayer of faith is not saying the right words. It's not naming and claiming it. It's not uh, having this uh, superman feeling of faith. But the prayer of faith is a dynamic relationship with the Almighty God. Because prayer is communication. Prayer, too many people say prayers, but they don't pray. They don't communicate with God. You've got to share your heart. You've got to pour out your stuff. You've got to ask questions. You've got to listen. So prayer of faith is a dynamic relationship with the almighty God who's all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Now there are uh, four dimensions of the prayer of faith that I want to share with you today. And the three of them are in this text, but the first one isn't in this text. The first dimension of the prayer of faith is the prayer of faith accepts the gift of God's grace. The prayer of faith accepts the gift of God's grace. You see, uh, there are three basic theologies about healing. The first theology I've heard, and it's, it's been taught by what we call higher church, is God doesn't heal. <laughs> healing, some people teach healing stopped with the disciples, the Christians, the, the early church. There are, that's the first, the first theology that you'll hear in the greater Christian community. The second one is... God heals when he wills it, when he chooses to. And a lot of Christians pray, Lord, heal me if it be thy will. That's not a prayer of faith. Uh, there's a third theology of healing is what I believe and what I believe is more biblical. And that is that healing, physical healing, is a part of the atonement. That when Jesus died on that cross, he not only paid for all of your sins, but he paid for the healing for all of your diseases. Now, uh, I'm try uh, the term I use, I got from a wise, another wise old mentor, is bailing my hay. So to, to get to the point and no rabbit trails. Uh, the best way I can illustrate this theology is by the testimony of Dr. A.B. Simpson. Dr. A.B. Simpson, who became the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance 
churches. Before he did that, he was a Presbyterian minister. And he got a very serious heart condition. The best specialists of the, of the day said nothing could be done for him. Well, he had never studied the Bible on the subject of healing, even though he was a minister of the gospel and a graduate of a seminary. Many in his own Presbyterian church uh, had testified of being healing, and he knew they were healed because he knew something about their condition. What he decided to do was to take a leave of absence from pastoring and to go back to the farm and to study what the Bible says about healing. Every single day he spent 10 to 12 hours examining the scriptures on the subject of healing. He would take his Bible and a notebook, get away from the house, sit in the sunshine under a tree, out in the fresh air, he would lean back against the tree with his Bible and notebook and make notes. After two weeks of doing this, he became convinced that divine healing belonged to him. So without being any better, with all of his heart symptoms, he wrote the following. Having studied the word of God and having to come to see that healing for the physical body is ours today just as much as the remission and forgiveness of sins, I now accept Jesus as my healer. You see the same scripture we use in Ephesians. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's the foundational prayer for physical healing. Just as you receive Jesus as your Savior, you receive Him as your healer. The gift of grace. Now if you need further biblical teaching on that theology, read Matthew chapter 8. I, I like to give assignments and stimulate you to study the Word of God. And as Jesus starts his healing ministry, he quotes from Isaiah 3 where it said he bore our sins and our sicknesses. And that's one of the scriptures that God used to speak to A.B. Simpson. And if you follow the scriptures, the main part of Jesus' ministry on earth was healing. He sent his disciples out to heal. And Jesus, in all of his ministry, he said, so often you'll read it in all of his healings, he said, according to your faith, you are healed. And there are places he could not heal because they did not believe. But I say to you, the basis of the prayer of faith is saying, I accept the gift of his grace. I accept it by faith. And then Jesus gave in the, uh, to all of us the great commission that we would go and preach the gospel and heal the sick and deliver. And uh, in case you didn't know it, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are called to be a minister of the gospel. How far can I wander? Can I wander on this for all you people at home? <laughs> uh, you see, the ministry of healing isn't for the specialized healing evangelist. It's for every follower of Jesus Christ. I practice on myself first, and then I practice on you. Doctors practice healing. As, as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to practice healing. We need to practice the prayer of faith. And this is what I say. Do you realize God, through Jesus Christ, gave you a Ph.D.? 
your PhD is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, and deliver the captives. <laughs> That's your PhD. So the first dimension of the prayer of faith is to accept the gift of God's grace. The second dimension of the prayer of faith is to ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are nine of them. They really work together. We don't separate them, but it says the Holy Spirit gives them, to, gives them as He wills. And it starts with wisdom, knowledge, faith. You know, we have a, a gift of faith. It's not our faith. It's His grace that enables us with more faith. It's not us working up faith, but it's simply trusting Him. But sometimes we need to say, Lord, like the man of the Bible, my faith is weak, Lord, give me more faith to trust you. And gifts of healing, plural, gifts of healing. God heals in many different ways. And some healings are miracles and some aren't. Some take a process. In fact, most healing are not instantaneous. It's the prayer of faith that, that uh, heals the sick. Then you get to prophecy and discerning of spirits and tongues and interpretation. Now, tongues and interpretation is, is uh, the last, and to me, there's kind of an order to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it kind of flows that way. And the first thing I ask for is wisdom. Lord, what's going on? You ask God, the, when you're asking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're asking for the tools of the Holy Spirit. Just like doctors have all kinds of tools, we need the tools of the Holy Spirit. So we ask for them. And if you read those chapters in, in Corinthians, it says, ask for them. <laughs> ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, but I usually start by praying in tongues. Praying in the Spirit. And let me give you an example. Uh, one day in our church, a few years ago, a lady came forward. And she, she still came to church. She was ha her nose was still bleeding. And she was having these severe nosebleeds. And she had been to the doctor, didn't know what was happening. And uh, so she came forward to close the service for prayer. And so I started praying in the Spirit. I just, you know, praying in the Spirit. And when you pray with the Spirit, your mind is not conjuring up thoughts. And so this is how I find praying in the Spirit works. When I pray in the Spirit, my mind is clear to hear God speak. It's what connects us in communication. It's part of that prayer of faith. And so as I was praying in the Spirit, the Lord brought back to my mind an experience from my childhood. When I was in grade school in Malta, Montana, I was diagnosed with a rare blood disease. And the blood was running loose in my body, causing bruising. As I was trying to ride the bike, I was bruising my legs. And there were little red dots. And when I showed my mother my, my legs, she thought somebody was beating me. Took me to the doctor, and they diagnosed it that I was lacking in vitamin K. And the blood was oozing out of my vessels and causing little, little, little red dots and easy bruising. And so they pres the doctors prescribed vitamin K. I've never liked taking pills. I still don't. The one time my mother tried to give me an aspirin, she had to grind it up. But I would gag on these big vitamin K things. And I wouldn't swallow them. And so the doctor says, just feed him lots of raisins and molasses. And so I ate raisins and molasses, and I still 
love it. Raisin Bran is my favorite cereal. <laughs> and I was healed. As I was praying for her, that's what the Lord showed me. And so I told that to her. And I said, why don't you go home and eat some raisins and molasses? And she did. And the, blood, the, the bleeding stopped. That's one simple example of... Uh, and another example I want to share on this point is eight years ago I was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer and uh, I went through radiation to shrink it and uh, then they wanted to give me surgery and then chemo well I was praying in the spirit as I went through radiation I prayed that my body would be protected. I prayed in the spirit. I had no adverse effect to radiation. Quoting scripture, singing song, worshiping as I went through that. And uh, uh, three months after diagnosis and after radiation was through, and during a week of prayer and fasting, I felt that tumor die. And I, and several people witnessed it, and I knew it was dead. And uh, I was praying, this is my prayer, Lord, this isn't too theological sound, I just want to poop that tumor out. <laughs> I don't want to go through surgery. And so I pray, and I carried around a little baggie with me. I was, wanted to catch it for proof. <laughs> and I, the doctor says, no, don't talk crazy, we got to get surgery and get that out. He was a believer, but he was skeptic of miracles. And... Uh, I said, Lord, uh, Easter was coming up. I said, Lord, we've got to do it by Easter. And this is my sense of humor. I says, I want to lay a rotten egg for Easter. <laughs> two weeks before Easter, two weeks before Easter, I had a vision. I wasn't praying about healing, but I had a vision of going through surgery. And two things God spoke to me. He took away a fear of surgery, and he told me, It'll be a greater testimony if you go through surgery. You see, God didn't heal me the way I wanted to be healed. I just want to tell you, healing is not a, a formula. It's a relationship. It's the prayer of faith. And so I was asking for the gifts, the understanding. And so I went through, I went through surgery. And when that tumor came out, it was eight inches long, an inch wide, and it was all dried up. And the doctor said, if you wouldn't let me take it out, it wouldn't have been scientifically, medically documented that you were healed. So, ask for the gifts of the Spirit. The prayer of faith, that's the second dimension. The third dimension of the prayer of faith is to, uh, the prayer of faith agrees with the Word of God. The prayer of faith agrees with the Word of God. Let me go back. I get so excited. Actually, tying it in with this text, uh, the effective prayer, I link the effective prayer is praying in the Spirit, asking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So back under point number two, that's the effective prayer. This third point is the fervent prayer. The fervent prayer agrees with the Word of God. The fervent prayer meditates on the Word of God. 
The fervent prayer feeds on the Word of God. And the more you know the Word, the more you're going to think the way God thinks, and the more your flesh is going to become the, uh, the supernatural touch of God in your body. Uh, so what I did, before I was healed, this was my journey of going, of, of cancer, I meditated on God's Word more. I read testimonies about people who got healed of cancer. I just fed my faith. And if you're battling something, just feed your faith more. Memorize the word. Meditate on it day and night. Read testimonies. Affirm the word of God. Now, I, uh, the person whose testimony inspired me the most was Dodie Osteen. I know... He may be a little controversial, but that's the mother of Joel Osteen. But Dodie Osteen is old-time Pentecost. And when she was diagnosed with cancer, she's still alive, and that was almost 30 years ago. Medical science says we can't do anything for you. Just go home, get your house in order, and die. She went home, but she didn't go home to die. She felt miserable, but every day she would get up, get dressed, and she'd go to the hospital and pray for the sick. And she kept feeding her faith, and she was healed, and she's still healed. It's the Word of God is that fervency. You know, there's another controversy about confession. Uh, uh, there's a movement, you know, we call it the power of, I mean, the confession, the name it and claim it. Well, as I've studied it, confession is not a bad word. There is a good confession of your faith. This is how I describe it. A bad confession to just say is what goes, Oh, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm going to get well, I'm going to get well. You're going through some type of mantra. And there are other groups that do that. But the good confession confesses what God's Word says. So here's my confession. When I was first diagnosed with cancer... My older brother had died with cancer, from cancer. When I was first diagnosed, and some of my kids thought I was going to, I could see it in their eyes, they thought I was going to die of cancer like their uncle did. But when I was first diagnosed with cancer, my first thought was, Christ is stronger than cancer. <laughs> He's the big C. Cancer is the little C. <laughs> some people say, oh, I got the big C. No, Christ is the big C. And so, what you say is important. I did not say I have cancer. My confession was cancer is attacking my body. See, to say I have cancer, to me, that's, that's naming it and claiming it. <laughs> that's confessing. Cancer wasn't mine. Now, you may think I'm playing with words, but to me, there's, you have to speak the word of God. You have to agree, and confession means to agree with God, to agree with God's word. And so the prayer of faith agrees with what God says. And so, praying in tongues is a part of that as well. So, the third dimension is the prayer of faith agrees with the word of God. And the fourth dimension of the prayer of faith is the prayer of faith acts on the word of God. This is the word, the last part. The effective... That is 
having the tools of the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit. Fervent, that's the Word of God. It's confessing the Word of God. It's believing the Word of God. It's letting the Word of God live in you. And the third, or the third word there is a righteous man, the prayer of a righteous man. And righteousness means integrity. And for me, righteousness, you know, not, no one is righteous. We get our righteousness by accepting Jesus as our Savior. But the way I apply righteous to my life is, as a follower of Jesus, I try to live according to God's word. I live, I act according to God's word. And in this scripture, it does talk about if we confess our sins, and the confession of sin is involved in healing. And so, it doesn't mean that I, God puts sickness upon me because I sin, but uh, sin's a whole, whole big subject, but the basic word sin is to miss the mark, and we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so the way I, I pray regarding uh, uh, acting upon God's word, I pray, Lord, what is out of order in my life? What is out of order? Uh, what is out of order in my spirit? What is out of order in my soul? What is out of order in my body? First uh, Thessalonians 5.23 is the key verse that I use uh, in this God's healthcare plan. May the God of peace sanctify you wholly, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of Christ. And so we are a spirit being housed in a physical body that expresses itself through our soul. And uh, God or Jesus does not cause sickness. Sickness comes as a result of sin in this world. It's a result of sin. But sickness happens in me because something is out of order in my life. Something is out of order in my body, my soul, or my spirit. And I, since, it, since 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, for your spirit, soul, and body, I start with my spirit and I say, Lord, is this a spiritual attack? Sometimes a sickness or disease can be a direct attack of the evil one against your body. And so I've had that experience when I'm praying for somebody, I sense that, that this is a spiritual attack, and simply you pray, in the name of Jesus, I command the evil one to take your hands off this body. It's not that... That, not, that's not always the case, but I have sensed that at times. Uh, actually, I, I'm, I'm, uh, part of my experience is that our soul is probably the number one culprit of illness. Uh, as you studied this, stress, if we do not handle stress right, it opens the door for illness. And so, actually... When I was praying, Lord, why did I get cancer? Well, and my daughter uh, said, Dad, I don't understand why you got cancer. You, you're, you're living healthily. You're, you're doing everything right. Well, as I prayed, I said, Lord, why did I get cancer? This is what the answer I got. The, the doctor said that cancer had been growing for five years when, it, when, when I finally went to the doctor. 
I should have went sooner, but again, it was my pride. I was praying without the doctor's help. So you have to work together with God and medical authority. That's what God taught me. Uh, what the Lord said to me was, you know, I went back. He took me back five years prior, and I was going through four very stressful issues in my life. And as I thought back on it, I can remember my gut churning. I've since read other books about this that, that stress, distress, is not stress, we all have stress, but it's distress. And distress is when I don't handle stress properly, I don't get rid of it, it causes sickness and whatever is the weakest part of my body is where some t uh, sickness will come in. And so what I did is, and again, it was in my healing journey, part of it, I just released all that, that was a part of the healing process, and it's uh, allowing the peace of God, the peace of God to touch your soul. You'll notice in the body, uh, again, a lot, of, a lot of physical things are just genetic, or there's a physical cost to them. And if you study the, the healing ministry of Jesus, Jesus never prayed a prayer of healing. He asked people questions, and that's what we're doing here. We asked questions, and he gave commands. And so, like, uh, the deaf man, he spoke to the ears. Ears be opened. So if the cause is a physical cause, that's where we, we need the gifts of healing, and we need the working of a miracle. And so the prayer of faith understands what God is saying, what's wrong, and then we give a command for whatever it is to come into order in our lives. My spirit to be in order with the Lord, my soul to be in order, and my body. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Um, I feel like I'm coming to the close here. Lord, we're just asking you. I've given, the way I look at it, I've given a, um, a flyover. I've given a flyover. <laughs> it's just the big picture of what I said, and, and I can't answer questions why everybody isn't healed and why this doesn't happen. But all I know is the word I bring to you is to, as a believer in Jesus Christ, to practice the prayer of faith. And uh, the way we're going to pray, and I'm going to pray with my eyes open. You know, you know, it's nowhere in the Bible does it say to close your eyes. You don't have to close your eyes and bow your head. Jesus, when he prayed, and I like to pray this way, <laughs> he lifted up his head, lifted up his eyes. And so you can keep your eyes open as we pray. And uh, uh, I'm just going to pray over this message. But again, I want to remind you, if, if I have caused any confusion for you or you, you think, please write it out, talk to someone, uh, and uh, any input or feedback, I, I really appreciate it. But you know, my prayer, our prayer starts with, Lord, is there any unbelief in our hearts? Do you believe that, he, that Jesus, when he died on that cross, he provided your healing?
He's already done everything to heal you. And just accept. Some of you today just may, you've never done that. Lord, I just accept your gift of healing for whatever is in your body. Just by faith, I accept your gift. Secondly, have, maybe you need to ask for wisdom or knowledge. Ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord. And, I, and I'm asking, I, I just felt the, and it's just not me, but it's some of you. God's going to show you a gift. God may show you something about praying for one another in your own family or a friend. It's not, don't look to me. I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the expert, like I said. Only that I'm unknown and I'm a drip under pressure. So we just ask, Lord, show us anything that we need to know. That we need to know, Lord. What's, what's out of order? What, Lord, is your word? What is your word, Lord? And Lord, are we feeding on your word? Or are we feeding on our doubts and our fears? One of the worst things, some of you may be having a kiss, all your, you're worrying about your don't the, the worry about your disease. In the name of Jesus, I just speak to your fears and your worries. Be gone. Peace. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. If you pray in the Spirit, just pray in the Spirit softly. That's part of it, as part of the prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just intercede for that person right now who just is distressed. Oh, Lord, I just pray that they'll be able to just release that distress to you. Just breathe out. Do you realize that you're just, that dis distress is just stuck in you? Just breathe it out to him. That's what the psalmist did. He Prayer is breathing out the bad stuff and breathing in the Holy Spirit. So just breathe out those fears, those worries, that stress. Just breathe it out to Him. And then as Psalm 85 says, I will hear what the Lord will say. He will speak peace. And so I speak peace to the troubled heart today. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace. I speak the peace. Jesus, you spoke peace. The peace of God that passes understanding. Lord, would you just overwhelm and baptize those that need the peace of God that passes all understanding. As Paul wrote the Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Oh, Lord. By your Holy Spirit, just breathe peace. Breathe your peace, Lord. Breathe your peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
praise your name, Lord. Praise your name. Lord, I believe in, a, in any group there's a need for a miracle. Lord, I ask you for the, for the working of miracles. I ask you for the gift of miracles today, Lord. The deaf ears will be opened. That eyes will see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, if there is a genetic, the genes, Lord, I pray for a miracle. Restructure the, those genetics, Lord. You're, you created us. I pray, Lord, for a creative miracle today. Thank you, Jesus. Recreate lung cells, Lord. Reconstruct heart, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just feel to share one more thought before I'm finished. Every day, I pray for the Holy Spirit to heal my body. Every day, this is what I learned. I, I, through my journey with cancer, I got a new dimension of what it means to be filled with the Spirit. I believe that God wants, that the Holy Spirit literally flows into your body. And so every day I pray, as I'm praying to be filled with the Spirit, I pray for the Holy Spirit to go. I, and I pray, I lift my hands and I pray, I don't, I just lay my hands over my head and I pray for the Holy Spirit just to go through every cell in my body. And I will pray over different organs. I will pray for everything, blood vessels to be opened, uh, heart to function, eyes to see. I just pray for the Holy Spirit. So to me, that's what I practice being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm a fanatic that God wants to heal you. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. So my, to learn to pray that way for yourselves. But then if you, if you need prayer from others, ask. And uh, I don't just pray for myself, but I ask others to pray for me. And we're two or three agree. So never stop asking people to pray for you. And it's not just once. When I was, I, I, I know it's uh, in the, Three months before that cancer was killed, different people would, I never turned down prayer. And there's times I would feel the power of God just come over me and I could feel it. it would, I could hardly stand. So call. Don't be embarrassed. Just like the youth pastor. I liked his word. <laughs> What's shameless? What, what he said in his things. Shamelessly uh, persistent. Shameless persistence. The effectual fervent. I know I haven't gone over time, so I could keep going. But one more thought just came to me. I thought I was supposed to end with that. One old-time Pentecostal was preaching for some of They came praying for some of They got healed. And I think it was their hearing, their deafness, an older person. But as they went away, they were limping. And he said, hey, wait a minute. I see you're limping. You want me to pray for that? 
And the person oh no, I can live with that. I think that's what happens to us a lot of times. Praise the Lord, Pastor Dan. <laughs> All right, church, you guys want to stand up? Uh, Rachel's uncle Byron, we've, uh, we've honored him and, and Linda from a, really in a sense from afar because they live out in the Seattle area. And uh, what you had to say, I agree with wholeheartedly. And I believe that um, so much is connected to the soul, you know, uh, in my own life and in other people's lives. And I have seen people healed in their soul and their body literally healed like that. And we didn't even pray for their body to be healed. So maybe there was something that was said today and maybe a thought popped into your brain. And, you know, maybe... Maybe you got it, the word you needed and the healing you need in your soul. But there very well could be the, you, the start of a journey for you where the Holy Spirit is bringing something from maybe your childhood or maybe two years ago or whatever, and the Holy Spirit saying, I want to do something in this area. I want to bring healing in this area of your life. So begin to just journey with the Holy Spirit and process uh, uh, with what he wants to do and what the healing he wants to do. So thank you guys very much.